is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Dallas selects Emmett Smith, running back from Florida. And now your hosts, David Hellman, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kevin Turner, and Kyle Yeomans. 84 days until the NFL draft. We are back in the Lone Star State, at least for half of the table. The other half has been diving in to NFL draft prospects over the past couple of weeks. With 84 days left, the Senior Bowl is now in the rearview mirror. And we're back with the crew of the DallasCowboys.com draft show with Jeff Cavanaugh, Kevin Turner, David Hellman. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Thanks for joining us here on DallasCowboys.com radio. And guys, uh, Senior Bowl... In the past, and I, I think Dave and I would both agree that you two were the ones that won that battle in terms of the weather that you didn't have to go through being out at the Senior Bowl. You got to sit in your cozy AC heater and, and watch some, some draft bowl practices, but man, it was cold out there, and I'm glad to be back in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Completely agreed. We did not win. We did not win. Why is that? Being at the Senior Bowl is fun. I'm it was fun. I'm not allowed to go anymore. No, I'm sorry, man. They say I got too important. You're a radio, radio big shot. Yeah, yeah. They, can't, they can't. They can't make it without me anymore. I so. remember when you and KT snuck off that one year and drove yourselves over I there. I used vacation days. Yeah, I had awesome. to use vacation days to go to, to, to do the call-ins at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to go. That just means you're committed to your craft. That's, and what that's to say, why we're it's here. Dedication. Yeah, we checked into our hotel room at uh, 3 a.m. Yeah. Okay. And they put us into our room, or they gave us our room keys, and as we walk in, there's an open bag of Doritos, two open Mountain Dews, luggage that's open with stuff in it and strewn across the floor, and we walk back down, we're like, um, our room's not empty. That's the Senior Bowl experience, man. <laughs> like, mid-quality hotels, not great weather, really good football players, though. Yes, yes, The, the yes. Mobile Dream. Yeah. Good food. Food was yeah. great. Oh, that's true. Restaurants food was incredible. I'm jealous. You guys got to watch Denzel Mims run oh, routes true. in person. Oh. You, know? you know, he Things only played like, like, like two hours down the road. Yeah. He had probably 12 opportunities to see him play earlier this year. Yeah, well. Shots fired at KT. I'm, <laughs> not, going I'm, not, going, I'm not going to a lot of Baylor games. Not going to go to a Baylor no. game. You know what's really funny is Denzel Mims seems like he stole a lot of people's hearts which I mean, he's got he's got the tape to go with it, obviously. But like a lot of people were talking about him at the Senior Bowl, and I think it just goes to show how loaded this receiver class is. That yeah. I watched all three days of practices, and I was taken with about three or four other guys before Mims was even on my radar. Well, I liked Mims's tape already at yeah. Baylor, so I was kind of like, okay, why well, everyone saw this right when he did it the at last Baylor. three years at Baylor, like good production. And and that's as up and down of a program you could have had over the last three years. Sure. Okay, so I was sitting there going, so now he's everyone's sweetheart. Yeah. I liked him from the beginning, and I liked him so much that he's my 13th-ranked wide receiver on my board That's, right that's kind <laughs> of my point. Oh, no. Yeah. no, that's kind of my point. Is like he no. is a, he's, awesome. he's a damn good player, but again, like have fun stacking up this receiver class. Like I thought I thought K.J. Hill from Ohio State was like the toast Ooh. of Senior Bowl week, man. He, he was out there making people look silly. Those guys are stacked up like club sandwiches on my board, it's, Dave. It's terrifying to try it, to it, sort that out. You've got the, the, the early pet cat of Jeff Cavanaugh, Michael Pittman Jr. that was out there. 
there the first couple days of practice, and then you had uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden that looked good from Liberty for a okay. little bit. I mean, there were so many receivers that really just jumped off the page, jumped off the field Freaking immediately. Chase Claypool. Claypool was great all week. Devin Duvernay, Juwan Absolutely. Jennings. So I have... Van Jefferson. Jeff is the uh, <laughs> Jeff is the wide receiver guy, right? Yeah. But, so, I, so when I always... Don't put pressure on me, dude. I always want to put pressure on Don't you. Don't put pressure but, on me. I have on my board, and this is the back of the third round grades right here, okay? And then I added three, four on my wide receivers. I'm going to do two on my wide receivers. I have got them stacked up like this. Here's my third round grades going down. Michael Pittman, Devin DuVernay. Too, le- uh, too low, fine. John Hightower. Haven't seen him. Denzel Mims. Too low. And then K.J. Hill of Ohio State, Antonio Gandy-Golden. Quintez Cephas from Wisconsin is very interesting. Okay. And then leading off the fourth round, Van Jefferson from Florida. Florida. Colin Johnson from Texas is not too far down. Like it's just loaded, and I don't. This is this is not going to work. Like there, there's just oh, it's going to work. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is like there's <laughs> going to be a lot great. of good players who are disappointed yeah. at their NFL paychecks for their rookie contract. And there's, there's going to be a some lot third round of guys who are going to get drafted in the fifth round. That's going lot, to happen. There's going to be a lot of happy NFL teams at where they can get some badass receivers. Hopefully, the Cowboys included. Denzel Mims didn't go in in the third round. That's what I was kind of going to go to as well. You okay. have on that, so that's your third round grade. Oh yeah, really? And you thought you liked him? I you thought liked him. you were high on him like two seconds him. ago. I love him. I got him in the second. I think I've got him low second as well. He's good. Denzel yeah, but if you've good. got him low too, then then he's going ninety ish. The you know, law like, of averages, like some of these guys have to fall. That's how it this works. Is gonna, the NFL they can take. Not it ain't just going to be receivers. eighteen receivers aren't going to get drafted in the second round. Like you that's don't know not that. Gonna, I do. That's where I got them all graded. I do know that. every one of them is a second round player. <laughs> you're going to have <laughs> every a, receiver. You're going to have a guy with a two next to his name sitting there on day three. I'll tell you that right now. Oof. And that's not a knock at your well, grading. Well, my twos right now are T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Lavisca Chenault, Denzel Mims, and Brandon Ayuk. So Man, I don't think I will. I'm just saying. Wow, it's going to happen. For you. Like a guy's gonna be there on day three that you're shocked he's still there. Oh yeah, and then we'll pick him. Yeah, hope so. Be There's gonna be, be guys in the sixth round who you're going. That's mm-hmm. a good player, mm-hmm. and that normally never happens. Uh, so like that's totally gonna happen this year in the wide receiver group. And I think if there were a year to have it happen in terms of wide receivers for Dallas, because there are so many different positions of need. I think the, the best year to have a deep wide receiver class like that where you could address some of those needs in the third or the fourth round, I think this year might have been the perfect scenario. And it kind of sucks, I guess, to be an NFL wide receiver that's a free agent. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're true. going, okay, well, yeah, there's a lot of teams who are just going to go, well, I know what this draft class is. Like, we're going to wait. <laughs> it's legitimately anything you need. Slot guy, big slot, outside guy, possession wide receiver. You know, you, you have pretty much everything you need in multiples. And normally there might just be, oh, just, there's really just one pure slot separator that I really need to have. Well, no, I got like five of them right now, <laughs> the top 120 maybe. And that's where it's going to be very difficult. But to, to bring it back home, this is where the whole, like, hey, Randall Cobb's going to be here, and this team's probably not going to do any of that stuff. But they can get a good player and develop him in round five. You can get a guy. I mean, I think the Michael Gallup pick at 81, we were all shocked that he was still there when that mm-hmm. happened. You're going to get that same type of feeling if this team pulls the trigger on a wide receiver on day three somewhere. Because you, you'll go, okay, that might be a pretty good player who can help us down the line. I feel exactly the same way. Why don't you just let his statement stand then? Yes. Just <sighs> so say, okay. that was good enough, KT. 
That's what, that's what I said. Why that's did exactly you, what I yeah, well, You just wanted to hear yourself say, shut up. I agree. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. that, in terms of Denzel Mims, I, I feel like we can all kind of agree that his stock rose a little bit during the Senior Bowl week, right? Sure. Ba- Every, Baylor Homer. Kind of said, Baylor hey, Homer on the I mic over Waco, here. So that's well, yeah, because the problem is your school is the problem. Baylor, when you watch him play, he runs stop routes, yep. slant routes, and fly routes. But it was like Baylor is so simple, so you have no idea what the guy can do. Can it's just like do. Corey Coleman coming out. I but have no it, idea what he can do. He can run fast. It was a little different. It's still limited in terms of a route tree, but there was more to it than Corey Coleman. And that's where I put a little more stock into his tape than I did Corey Coleman. So I was never terribly high on, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like There is a little more, when Matt Rule came in, there was a little more... Uh, a difference to the offensive scheme, but it's not. You he know, does again, run an occasional dig. Yeah, I know. He, You're right. He, here's a couple outward breaking Four routes, outs. but we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about him. I know in the third segment because I do. I, can yep. we tease ahead to the third segment? Yeah, where Jeff so has three draft scenarios, which we've gotten a lot of questions about this. So like, it's well timed. Yes. We're, so we're gonna break down like different options you could take in the first three rounds, correct? Yep. Yeah. You know, so Different players in different rounds, and then where you would go in the following rounds, depending on where you went in the first, is kind of where we're going to hit at. And before we, That's going to be exciting. Before we do that, though, I'm curious. I mean, me and Kyle spent the whole week together. Mm-hmm. We compared notes. We did shows down there. So I feel like we're pretty on the same page, but was there anything else from Senior Bowl that jumped out to you in terms of a position group or a player? Uh, shout out to the NFL Network for showing a lot of the Sir, no. That's I mean, yeah. you can you can. It's not quite as good as being at Lad People's Stadium. Yeah, but you can follow the Senior Bowl better than ever before at this point. Got a pretty good hunk of Dayton uh, tape that <laughs> came in mm-hmm. during during Senior Bowl week on our, secret, un, on our secret underground tunnel that we that we got. And got to watch even more Troutman tape. And then, and then when he went and did what he did at the Senior Bowl, I went, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm comfortable. So you liked him on tape, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I liked him I liked him on watching two games on YouTube. And okay. then when the Dayton load came in through our little secret thing that we have, uh, I was started going, okay, yeah, this is a legit player. Because mm-hmm. it's not just like a couple quick flashes. It's every single game manning up and beasting on dudes and then going and doing it against Division One guys at the Senior Bowl. Adam Troutman was huge last week, I thought. This is a perfect segue because it's something I've been thinking about since I saw him. And then another one is obviously Kyle Duggar, the yep. Lenore Ryan My safety. Goodness. Everybody's in love with him. I had no less than three people who would know tell me that he's a top 50 prospect. But my question is, for anybody that wants to answer it, Cowboys drafting either of those guys based on their history under Will McClay? That's what I can't get past. No, probably not. And where you would have to take them would be your second round pick. Both of them, right? Yes, both of yeah. those guys. Because yeah, neither one would be an option at 17, I would imagine. And I don't That'd think be they'd nuts still. That's Lenore Ryan guy went at 17. No, no way. And I don't think they'd still be there at 81 either. I'll, I yeah. would take a uh, small school talented guy over a big school guy that's not very good. Well, they've, and they made of, that mistake. Kind of playing off of that, Kyle Duggar did get a chance to talk about that during the Senior Bowl week. We've got a clip from Duggar in the, the conversation that he had kind of talking about the kind of player that Kyle Duggar believes you would get if you drafted him? Some people don't think necessarily just because I went to a small school that I shouldn't have the opportunity to be here and um, others just feel like I won't have success here um, and that I just can't make the adjustment, things like that. Just really a lot of just, uh, doubts on just coming from the small school and, and me not being able to have success. Um, I feel like it's definitely an underdog mentality. Um, 
I guess you would call that pride and kind of mix them together. But uh, it's going, it's always going to be there. Uh, I know it's it's something that's that's going to be pretty permanent for me. It's having that pride and that and that underdog mentality. So I feel like it's going to show up a lot, um, especially when I'm allowed to touch the field and really start feeling it and let the passion and intensity kind of come out. So that's what you're going to get from. Kyle Duggar, he knows what's kind of ahead of him in terms of being that small school guy. And I, I, I like what you had to say, Jeff, saying I would rather take a small school guy that can ball over a big school guy that might have some question marks. Well, and I haven't gotten Lenore Ryan tape yet. Have fun finding it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard so, to find. When we get some Lenore Ryan tape, I can get better feelings on that individual player. And I get what you're saying, where Will McClay, I mean, he's on the record, where they would prefer it to be a big school guy. But I think that there's... There's a lot when you're talking about what do I want in a prospect. I want him to have gone to a big school, had incredible production, and test great. Okay, sweet. That guy gets picked in the top five. Sure. So now which part can we start to take away and figure out, okay, where does he go? Like, I, don't, I don't think they're afraid of the small school guy if it's the right guy. They would prefer, everybody would prefer, because it's a lot easier to watch a guy play against LSU, then Bama, then Auburn, and evaluate him that way, but I, I believe in this this scouting staff and Will McClay that if if they think that that dude's a player, that they'll take him wherever he's from. I think I would just need to see it to believe it. Because I mean, I went back. I mean, you know, Will's basically he's been on top of the draft board since 2014, mm-hmm. and they've taken players from small schools in that time. Obviously, like you're not always going to get to draft guys from blue blood programs, but. Their idea of a small school guy is Central Michigan, Boise, Boise, Boise State. State, Central Florida, Central Florida, it, uh, or you know, I'm I'm sure forgetting some other guys that went to some smaller Division schools, One. <laughs> it's no, that's the thing. They haven't drafted FCS since yeah. 2012. Who was that? Uh, B W Webb, and actually wow. J J Wilcox was in that draw draft well, before Georgia Southern jumped up. Cal Duggar is not shaped like B W Webb. You know, B W Webb is a tiny guy. You're kind of taking a chance on. They haven't drafted. Division two player since 2009, which I believe was a quasi Ansa. I hope I didn't butcher with, that. You got there eventually. Yeah, with Duggar, <laughs> here are your three games. If you at home want to follow along, here's his tape that's on YouTube. Okay. Oh, I guess. Okay. It's uh, 2019 against Tusculum, 2019 against Mars Hill, and uh, 2018 against North Greensville. So good luck with that. But but here's the thing. Here's why I want to keep in mind coming into the year. North I still, Greenhill. That's a local high school. I still like this Sounds player. Sounds like a creative school. Uh, tight end Jared Pinkney of Vanderbilt. I still like him. Um, coming into the year, I know draft Knicks around the world were going, oh, he's tight end one going in this year. And then Vanderbilt's offense was yeah. such garbage. He had yeah. like 20 catches. But all week at the Senior Bowl, Pinckney could not get free because Duggar, Duggar was him, eating him alive Duggar all week long. Him. Well, and I was going to ask that same question, and this kind of goes the opposite way of what Dave was saying a moment ago. It's easy to say, hey, your stock was rising from the Senior Bowl because there's a lot of guys yeah. that stand out. Pinckney was one of the guys that I said his stock kind of went down a little bit. Maybe not because individually he was dominated by by Kyle Duggar. I just wasn't necessarily impressed. He had a couple drops in practice that I didn't like uh, it seemed like one-on-one drills, he wasn't necessarily up to par as well. But who were some other guys that you saw that maybe saw their stock drop a little bit over the week in Mobile? So it's interesting. I was not impressed at all with the quarterbacks. Wow. At all. And like I, know I, love, I know a lot of people were like, oh, Herbert solidified a top 15 pick. I mean, I didn't see that. But again, I was not there on the ground for every throwing drill. Mm-hmm. I, He's going in the top 15. I know. And, I, and that's, a, that's great news. I hope he does. You know, <laughs> heck, send him on up the board. Get Jordan Love up. But I was watching the quarterbacks. I was going, man, there's a lot of bad throws here. But 
Um, you know, know there's some of those guys who are trying to cling on to the Anthony Gordons and the Montezes of the world, too. And I just sat there and went, this seems like a weaker quarterback class than we've had in, in past years. Um, but that, again, watching watch on the NFL network is way different than being no, I on the ground in Mobile like you guys were. I would agree with that for the most part. I thought Herbert and Love were good, but the, and, but the rest, I mean, I just don't think the rest of those guys, maybe Anthony Gordon does, but like Shea Patterson, Jalen Hurts, Shea no offense. Shea Patterson's not an NFL no, no, I know. It's, Shea Patterson, Jalen Hurts, like those guys do not have lengthy NFL careers in front of them, I do not think. Mm. Uh, the Colorado quarterback, probably the same thing. Yeah. Um, you were pretty high on Anthony Gordon, though. I like Anthony Gordon, yeah. and I—I I mean, I—I I feel like I've watched way more Washington State football than is reasonable because they're always on at like eleven when you get home on Saturday. Yeah, like but you're also impaired at that point. Oh, for sure. So but you don't still, know. You're still watching and those them. Games yeah. always get weird. No, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's and I'm like, well, oh, they have fun. a nine touchdown game earlier this year. Yeah, so. it, it does get weird. But uh, one thing with Anthony Gordon that I saw during practice. He looked better than he did in the game, at least to me, just because he didn't have a ton of happy feet. But because when he's back in the pocket, he's so active yeah. with his feet, and it's kind of odd. It's if it, it, go back and look at it, you look down at his feet. It's almost like he's pitter pattering the entire time he's in the pocket. Whereas it's not necessarily a bad thing, but in the game, it's even more magnified as to whenever he was in practice. When he was in practice and able to kind of sit back there, not worrying about getting hit. His feet were still. He looked confident, but when he's in the game, he's running around. He's got all the pitter-patter of the feet all the way through. He did throw a couple touchdown passes, and he looked good in the game in terms of the the production that he put out there. But I just wasn't necessarily impressed with the footwork overall from Gordon. I'll tell you. So I know you said stock drop. Stock up for me. You know, I, I said it last week. I was disappointed. You know, Christian Fulton probably would have been the best cornerback at that game. Probably. He, he pulled out for injury reasons. I did not have a whole lot of thoughts about any of the other guys that were there. I came away really impressed with several of them. Mm -hmm. Troy Pride Jr. had a fantastic week, got an interception in the game. Uh, Vilder Kendall was a guy that was the buzz of practices, got an interception in the game. Georgia Southern. Uh, Darnay Holmes from UCLA. And then probably my favorite of all of them was Dane Jackson, the Pittsburgh cornerback. I mean, still probably a day three guy, but a super – confident, super smooth-looking cornerback who had no problem handling any of these guys. And that was that was what was so impressive. We spent the top of the show talking about how great these receivers were. He showed out against a lot of them. I got day three grades on every guy that you mentioned, but I think they all deserve a lot of credit for going out and competing. And the oh, guys yeah. that stood out absolutely got brownie points for me because – you know, when That's all these cornerbacks started dropping out, I mean, Gladney from TCU was going to yeah, be he there. Out. And, and Gladney's my second cornerback on the board right now. I was so excited to watch him. I didn't him. think he needed to be there. Yeah. You know, I, you know, another guy who I didn't think needed to be there, and I thought it was interesting that he pulled out, is Javon Kinlaw. Yeah. To go, but yeah. it's like, you know what? Didn't need to be there in the first place. But then we'd heard about two or three weeks ago some knee a and then whisper, like, a little whisper, well, whisper, knee tendonitis, a little knee strain. Let's get him yeah. out. And I'm going. Well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> they pulled him out on purpose, I think. But is the knee a problem? And now I'm still conflicted with what to think about him. I know what I feel about the player. I do not a, know what I feel about the knee. Put a dog ear on that page Absolutely. in your binder. <laughs> Come back, back to that to it. in February. And, and I'm glad you brought up Troy Pride Jr. because we got a chance to hear from him as well. He, out of Notre Dame, has four career interceptions. We're going to talk about him a little bit later because he's one of the guys in the scenarios for the Cowboys. Maybe he that, is that and maybe got. he isn't, Kyle. Okay, I'll Maybe he away. is it's a maybe. and maybe he isn't. Well, I hope he is because we're going to hear from him here. This is the kind of player that 
that Troy Pratt Jr. thinks he could be coming out of the draft? The best part of my game is my competitive nature. I mean, I feel like I can cover just about anybody. I can run with just about anybody. I like to call myself a blanket corner. And um, with that, um, just, just being my coverability and then how, how competitive I am. I mean, I'm a guy that, you know, that I'm, I'm going to always work to be the best. I'm always going to work to win my reps, to win my one-on-ones, and to be, you know, a staple for a defense and, you know, just support each and every one of my other 10 members on the field. He had a connection as well with uh, with Jalen Smith during his time at Notre Dame. Said that he went uh, that Smith was at Notre Dame a little bit prior to Troy Pride Jr. But he went on to talk about how they've stayed in contact and kind of had that connection mm-hmm. back and forth. So he's already got a little bit of a Cowboys connection. Would he fit here? We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, definitely something to look out for. So. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to attack Twitter on the 20. Be sure to send in your questions. Hashtag Cowboys Draft or hashtag Twitter on the 20. We'll address those when we come back on the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... It's right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. David Hellman, Kevin Turner, Jeff Cavanaugh, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Time now for some Twitter on the 20. Yeah. Oh. Twitter on the 20. There it is. Twitter. You're getting there. I'm getting 20. there. Uh, send us your questions. Hashtag 
Cowboys draft, hashtag Twitter on the 20. We've got a fun new little tag board thing that we're going to put these tweets up on. It looks real fancy and whatnot. So we're going to start things out. Our production is unmatched. Unbelievable. Dustin Worthen is our first up here on the draft show, and he wants to ask, we continue to talk about these teams trading up for a quarterback at number one, but do you think there would be a team to trade up to get Chase Young at number one? Seems like a game changer. I think we all agree with that one. But is there a chance that maybe the Bengals... Of course, a team that I feel like you wouldn't have to go to number one in order to get Chase Young. No, you'd have to trade up. You'd to have two. to trade up to two because <laughs> the Bengals are pretty. Prob- I mean, we could go ahead yeah. and say it. I think they're probably locked in on that pick. But yeah. then again, I mean, you never know. You never know the size of a deal that somebody's willing to put together. I mean, if somebody offers them what the Rams gave to get Jared Goff, would they turn it down? They probably should, but well, would they? And it's the it's the Redskins picking it too. So that that brings a, a whole nother level of unpredictability because you have a new head coach in Ron Rivera who's defensive minded. I have a hard time if he has any say of him going, "Oh no, 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 we're, we're, we're taking Chase Young. We're not doing any trading." Mm-hmm. But you never know who's running things in Washington, so like you never know what's happening there. So it, it could be if Washington thinks they're not close, they could make a trade. Maybe well, maybe Chase Young is for sale. Let's so. let's entertain that option. Let's say Washington is willing to make a trade. What kind of team would have, one, the package to put together for a trade for Chase Young, and two, would be willing enough to do so? Uh, Miami, but to me that makes no sense because they need to rebuild an entire roster. They've got three first-round picks. Yeah, Yeah, so you've got ammunition, but I think they would be crazy because they they need so much. They need basically an entire roster on purpose. Mm -hmm. So to mortgage (laughs) a lot to go get a single player, just I, I feel bad for them. Because they tried to go 0 and 16, the yeah. front office did. Yeah. Now the players and Brian Flores did not. Yeah. Like, and when they made the trade for uh, when they traded Minka Fitzpatrick, and the Steelers didn't have Ben Roethlisberger, where do you think they thought that pick was going to be? Yeah. I think they thought they were going to have the first pick and another top ten pick, and it turns into five and eighteen. Doug and Hodges and Mason Rudolph. <laughs> we got a couple wins. You know, and the, the Dolphins. You know, at five. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think the Jaguars, I don't know what they're planning on, uh, but they have the ninth and the 20th pick. And you put those together, sweeten it up a little bit, they could get up to two and get mm. a game changer right there. But I don't see the Redskins trading out of number two and Chase Young. Positive. I am positive that it's happened, but I can't think. Like, when was the last time somebody did that bold of a trade for a non quarterback? Yeah. And I mean, like, okay. Julio? I mean, that's yeah. a great answer. It was, it was a huge. It was somewhat bold when uh, the Buffalo Cleveland trade for Sammy Watkins, but that was going up from like pick nine to pick four. Yeah, yeah. that was a five pick jump. Yeah, uh, the Julio one's good. But even the what? The Falcons jumped from like the teens to five, I think. It was something like that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly where they the were. The Cowboys from Oakland. I was about to say Claiborne might be in good that one. conversation. I think, I mean. To jump up to two, you would probably have to do something a little crazier than what the Cowboys gave up for Mo, though. I mean, at the end of the day, that was just one pick. No, the Cowboys traded. to get to two would have to give up. Oh, well, I'm not one, talking about the Cowboys. Two more one, maybe three more ones, because <laughs> you don't know where they'll be. Yeah. And I know his question um, was about you know Chase Young, but if someone's trading up to number two, they're trading up for number two to get either Tua or Joe Burrow. They're not trading mm. up to get Chase Young. You think it's out of the question? I mean, we just they, the Falcons gave up a boatload for Julio Jones. He plays receiver. I mean, I don't think it's out of the question, but but I, it's but we don't you don't see it often. 
You, yeah, you really exactly. Don't. Yeah, and that's well, why I think that's why if that picks for self or Washington, it's for a quarterback and not Chase Young. That would, you would like. The, I, think, I think Washington would just take the player. It would be pretty Bengalsy. I feel like to take Chase Young. Would, I mean, like, well, I feel like the Lions at three would probably be more inclined to make a trade like that to have somebody go up for a quarterback. I think Detroit would probably be the better team in yeah. order to, to do the sell do up. the Trubisky deal that yeah. the Bears did to Absolutely. get up and make sure that you get the guy. Atlanta traded five picks to the Browns to make that trade. Guys, the Redskins are not the most savvy front office. I don't know. I think they'll probably just sit there and take the player. I don't know how much trade dangling. And and that is savvy. That's savvy. Just take your player. Yeah. We got freaking three months of airtime to fill, okay? Let's talk. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm with (laughs) you. I'm just kidding. How bad would the quarterback class have to be for you to take a defensive end even though you need a quarterback? Yeah, that doesn't doesn't jive well at all. It'd have to be pretty bad. Especially a really, really bad quarterback, quarterback, quarterback class. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Just For This on Twitter, and it says, because we have not discussed this so far, so our bad, could the Cowboys go tight end at pick number 17? And even if that were an option, is there somebody there worth no. the pick? That's the th- I, just, I just don't think the tight end class is that good. I don't either. No. I don't think it's good at t- up up top. I think that's it's a no, deeper class. I'm, but you're I don't right. Think I'm sorry, man. It's harsh to say it's not good because because yeah. Harrison Bryant he really stood out in Mobile. Yeah. Cole Komet, the Notre Dame guy, um, Troutman. However you feel about mm-hmm. FCS, he's a good player. I, I think Pinkney he wasn't as impressive in Mobile as I would have preferred. Slower. Yeah, he he did. Yeah, I didn't think slow. he looked amazing in Mobile, but he's still you know you could draft him. You know, probably I don't know where would you draft him. S- Late second, I think he's now. I'm thinking like third round, third or fourth guy. round. I mean, look, there's a lot of teams like you're people gonna, you're are get 20 catches. Last people year. are absolutely enamored with my guy Thaddeus Moss out of LSU. <laughs> Maybe a little more than than need warranted. Be. Can he run? Yeah, nah. I mean, he. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's a big body. He can probably block a little bit. He can catch. I just he don't is, know if he can run. He's a willing blocker. He's got great hands. I don't think he's like elite fast, but how fast do you need to be to be a tight end? I'm, I'm having a feeling that. 4-4. Four, four. I'm looking for Vernon Davis. 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Okay, oh cool. <laughs> Second day, I think there's going to be a tight end taken for the first time. And I, then it's yeah. gonna it's gonna start a string of tight ends. Like in, I, I think in the middle of the the third round and fourth round, you're gonna see the majority of the top end tight ends go pretty quickly. I think I would be surprised if a tight end gets drafted in the first round. I would too. I would too. Yeah, I absolutely. Would and too. that's with all due respect to Jason Witten, it just reminds me of how loaded the tight end class was last year, and you could have gotten yourself a really badass one with. You know, you're with your second round pick, if you'd, or even your third round pick, honestly. Well, and also, we talked about this a little bit last week, but those teams that are in dire need of a tight end, there's some tight ends in free agency that are available that could potentially be bigger than, yeah. or more, more valuable than using a first round pick for. I Jason mean, Witten. <laughs> there you go. Eric Ebron was more of the name that I was thinking of. Ah, <laughs> I'm looking for a tight end or a tight end coach. Ooh. A tight end. Okay. They got a coach. We got a tight end coach. Lunda Wells. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's done, yeah. Uh, next question. Mr. Vallejos on Twitter says, are there any quarterbacks in free agency that a top 10 team would pursue instead of drafting one of those quarterbacks? And how could that affect us at 17? There's a million free agent quarterbacks. It's just a matter of whether you think any of them are going to like move to new teams. I mean, technically, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Phillip Rivers, and Jameis Winston are all free agents. Like, 
are Only any two of, of those four possibly moving? I, are any? I mean, it sounds like Philip Rivers is moving. Yeah, uh, Philip Rivers is moving for sure. But Philip Rivers is also washed. He is. Yeah. I mean, he's he's forty. If you're signing him, Tom Brady's also stop, washed. It's as a stopgap. And yeah. interesting, you can win games with both of them, though. It'll be a really uh, good team. But wouldn't you, would you rather have? I mean, a, you're not signing. Those guys aren't signing with a bad team at this stage in their career. Like those guys are ring chasing at this. There's point. There's also guys like Jameis, Mariota. What's Carolina going to do the with big, Cam? I think yeah. the biggest question mark in terms of like affecting the draft order and stuff like that is probably Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, absolutely. Where is he going to go? He's a, he's been a backup for the last four years. He he played very well for the Saints when they lost Drew Brees. I assume he's going to go after a starting gig in free agency. I would be surprised if he wants to sit for another year. Because I mean, this is his ooh. prime money-making time. I wonder what his market is. That's what I'm saying. I, because I, I would I would rather have Justin Herbert to a Burrow. Heck, even Jordan, How far does Jordan, that go? Love, Jordan Love, Love maybe. I mean, I was I was all okay, about Teddy two I'd years ago. Rather than Teddy Rivers, yes. How many have, of yeah, how many of these Teddy rookie over Love? How many of these rookie quarterbacks are you ready to plug in on day one? Um, I don't really know yet. I guess the point is that if I were to bring Teddy Bridgewater in, I think that I just intentionally got an average at best quarterback. And to me, that's a weird plan. Bengals not close. Yeah. Redskins not close. The Lions will get Stafford back, um, but they could still potentially draft a quarterback. Could. Giants, we feel like they're probably not close, right? We all no. good there? Dolphins not close. Chargers without Phillip Rivers. Now they they could do something interesting. They, yeah, they could, sure. I, like maybe they try to pick up a Cam Newton or see if they can revitalize Jameis and or they, whatever. Dude, in the, LA would be the Chargers. The Chargers pick in the top ten. I, one of these guys is going to be a stopgap. Like exactly, you know, yeah. Mariota or Winston is going to, or I doubt it would be Teddy Bridgewater because I think he's got enough clout that he could ask for a bigger deal. But one of these guys is going to sign a one to three year deal for a team that winds up drafting a quarterback. That just seems logical to me. Send the old Jacoby Brissett deal and yeah, move it on. <laughs> you see Mariota being that guy. The yeah. Colts are another one for that matter. They they came right out and said they're not sold on Jacoby on Brissett, Brissett as they their QB. Be. Yeah. But hmm. to answer my own question, like I think like Burrow and Herbert are the only dudes in this class that I would feel comfortable right now saying like if he's your starter week one. That's what about Tua when healthy? I'd be but more comfortable not. with Tua yeah. than I would with but Herbert. Tua is not healthy, and I don't expect. Well, he should be to start the season, right? That's I a question. Need, mark, I need I think. to follow that and see it with my own eyes before I'm ready to just say it's going to happen. Can he play with a walker? Seriously, I think so. <laughs> that's I, I mean that's that's your hip, man. You need that to do everything in football, but also um, to play quarterback. Speaking of hip injuries, my pet cat, Amik Robertson um, from Louisiana Tech, the small cornerback. That is your pet cat. My guy. I believe he had 14 interceptions in the last three years. He did. My tiny cornerback who plays on the outside, like a tough, just a tough dude. Well, he was a La Tech um, bulldog, so he's a bulldog. Got a little bit of a hip injury and. Yeah, that's thanks for the update. Is that in the rumblings? Yeah. It's not the whispers you want to hear. in the wind. Yeah, just something you heard. Gonna be a problem. Let's go. No, to... I think it's out there. Okay, I think it's bad. Let's go to Justin Reed and uh, Justin ask the safety Isaiah from Houston Simmons. No, great no. player. Talking about Isaiah Simmons, someone the Cowboys could look to play safety, and if he falls falls past God. ten, could we move up to get him? I would. That is a guy who, if for some reason he started falling. I mean, kind of not saying they're similar players, but like, like remember Derwin James two years ago, you didn't expect him to be there past like pick eight. All of a sudden he's there at pick 16 and 17. 
Hell yeah, I'd be interested. Uh, it'd be great. So you, you talk about maybe he falls to 10, the Browns. Then you've got 11 Jets, 12 Raiders, 13 Colts. Could you make a deal with those teams? I'm not giving up my second-round pick to move up to get anyone. Not even, not even Simmons? A badass? No. That's, maybe Chase Young. Can you talk me into that? Chase Young? <laughs> That's my, what I'm saying. You're drafting scared. My new thing. I'm sitting at 17, and I'm gonna if I'm if I need a safety, I'll just take Delpit, and I'll be happy. Oh, you're drafting you're scared, KT. I don't. Know so we're gonna that. give up picks when we don't have a lot of cap room here. We're gonna give up some picks. We're gonna blow out these minimum wage players. But I know I can get someone that can help me. What a first and a second even get that done, going from 17 to let's say 11 to the Jets. To 11, because the Jets don't there. need a, a, a safety. Probably not on the trade chart, but man, if you, if I told you, which obviously the hope. The hope is that pick 51 can help you and be good right away. But let's be honest. If, they, if the Cowboys have a bugaboo in recent years, it's probably the second round. Tristan Hill is coming off a very disappointing season. Mm-hmm. Jalen Smith needed a year to get himself mm-hmm. right. Connor Williams was fine as a rookie. He certainly didn't Cheeto. blow anybody away. Cheeto was okay as a rookie. He was a you know part-time starter and a contributor. If you told me I could secure... The second best defender in the draft by giving up my second yeah. round pick? Question. I'm interested. No, let's interrogate oh, well, KT well, well, yeah. for a second. So I'm interested. Have, so you're on a scale of one to ten without trading. I'm just saying you just get uh-huh. to pick this player. How great would you feel if you picked Isaiah Simmons? Oh, I'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Would we be high fiving in the room? One to ten. A hundred percent. Okay, yeah. so you're I'd at be a, ten. a ten. Yeah. Pumped. Uh, if you pick uh Grant Delpit, one through ten, how are you feeling? Nine. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be excited about that. Eight, I'm nine, obviously a little eight. biased, but maybe a seven. Because if you're still at a nine, maybe you don't want to trade up. Maybe I, you do I want have questions about Simmons? Delpit. I don't have questions about Simmons. I have I don't have questions about Simmons except for how he would be used here. Okay, that's a good point. Can he play center field? He's your third. No, he's your third no. linebacker. Exactly. He's so your strong safety. So he's, have, he's your third linebacker. He's never coming off the field. He's never coming off Ever. the field for sure. But that's what we're going to do. We're going to trade he's up for a strong He's playing safety. linebacker. He's playing safety. But do you want to trade a one for Jamal Adams? No. He's not oh. a strong safety, oh. though. It, that's the, and that's that's what's so intriguing about Simmons. For that matter, you can throw Xavier McKinney and Grant Delpit in there, too. Is like, I am enamored with these guys that can play all over the back seven. Just find yeah. a spot for them. They can play two or three linebacker positions. They can play safety. Delpick and McKinney can probably do a little bit more because they can move into the slot. I don't know if if I'm I don't know if Simmons can do that. If I'm drafting scared, that's fine. I have no problem being called a scaredy cat. I'm okay with that. No, that's. But I'm just saying, if I'm drafting scared, I've also got one eye over here on the monies and the roster. Yeah. No, I'm looking and at all of it, and I just don't. I don't think it makes sense. I, I mean, I think you have a potential right here, picking in the middle of the first three rounds to grab guys who can help you. And it's all going to be good. I Tag think. and trade Amari. I can get you more picks. No okay, problem. Okay, so now, so now if we're doing that, then that changes things. If we're maneuvering, Jeff's so reckless. If we're maneuvering and trading other guys who are already on the roster, then that opens up a, a whole new can of worms. I'll trade the running back and the linebacker. Let's go. But Let's I'm just answering the question that was asked by okay. the guy on Twitter. The question that was asked. Was would you trade up to get him? I think there's nothing I, else there. That's gonna be that's what's it like, cost me? That's like the dominant storyline of this draft for me is like you're sitting right in a spot where you know not to bring up receiver again, but like you might be able to get the best receiver in the class at 17, or you settle for a good player but a lesser value at another position. Like Grant Delpit maybe isn't the best value at 17. 
but he fits what yeah. you want as opposed to or the same thing with like an offensive tackle. You could get like a blue chip offensive tackle, maybe. I that feel might be like stretch, I'll have but... my Zach Martin or Ryan Shazier just don't take the Johnny Manziel situation. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I'm I will have a good player get to me at seventeen and I want to keep that second round pick. Gosh, isn't this fun? We can talk about being in the middle of the seven or middle of the first round and have these options. It's no, great. it's not fun. KT's not no, trying to let us do You don't want to be in the middle. This is fun. In the worst place. It's not fun. This is good. KT's, you don't want to be in the middle. KT's a coward. <laughs> 60% of I'm a coward. the Fine. number 17 pick over the past 20 years has been traded away. I'll go get Simmons if it costs me my third. Mm. That's not going to happen. So, so, so we're just giving away That's pick 51. I'm just drafting scared. All right. All right one more Can question before we take our next break. And Matt, with for the second week in a row, our boy Matt has a great question. Would re-signing Robert Quinn... Change your opinion on drafting Kinlaw or Chasen in, in that first round. Uh, Chasen maybe because he's an edge player. Yeah, not Kinlaw because I mean, Ken- uh, it wouldn't change me on Kinlaw. Why would it change? The only me on thing Kinlaw? that would change reason, me on Kinlaw is the knee. The reason it yeah. would change me on Kinlaw is because obviously you're right. Robert Quinn plays defensive end. Chase on here would play defensive end, and Kinlaw would play the three technique. But the biggest thing for me with Robert Quinn potentially being gone isn't just I'm missing a defensive end. It's who in the world is my second pass rusher. Sure. Yeah. Kinlaw's that. I yeah. think Kinlaw would be your second pass rusher. He wouldn't line up outside, but I need somebody but, to get after the quarterback other than Tank. But if you have Quinn, you still need a three tech. Yes. Like you still need a pass rusher. Yeah. And I think I mean Yeah. DeMarcus if I don't have Quinn, it does crank up how much I want Anyone who can rush the passer, whether but it's a free agent, it let, whether it's but, an edge. You know, whether... to the question's point, like if if you had Robert Quinn, and we don't know who they might sign at D tackle. You know, last year they got Christian Cover or um, Chris Coving, Christian Covington. Mm-hmm. It's always confusing. Okay, Covington. you're right. That would affect how much. But you still would want a badass three tech, yeah. even if you had two good edge rushers, yeah, right? Either yeah. way, yeah. and honestly. Drafting Kinlaw is even more exciting if you have if you Robert have Quinn, Quinn on the roster because yeah. it's a pick-your-poison of three really good pass rushers. My problem with the question there is we're talking about two different areas of the draft for Kinlaw and Chase on for me. I know the world loves Chase on. I'm right I don't there have with Chase you, on as a top 20 player. I've got him as an early second. I've got Kinlaw as a top 12 or top 10 player. I don't have Chase on as a top 20 player. It's it's hard to get a read. Everybody's – I mean, I said this at the Senior Bowl last week. Like, there are people that think Ken Law is a top 10 pick. There are people that have him going at the end of the first round. Yep. And I feel like Chasen's stock is rising, but I don't think everybody's sold on sold on him all the way to the point where he's like a consensus top 20 guy for sure. Um, Would you like that pick? He's fun, though. Would I, mean, I, I like I, it? I like, I like the player. I just don't – I, I think we're talking about two different. If they drafted, if they take Chase on at seventeen, Chasen, I would, I would like it. Yeah, I would, I would have my fingers crossed that it works out because I do like the player. I just, I would be the same way. I think I, I think wouldn't I'm be on your one to ten scale that you threw out earlier for Delpit. I would throw a six in there. Ken Law would be yeah. a ten for me. Yes, Ken Law would be a Chasen nine. Chasen would me. be a six or seven. I, I wouldn't be all the way sold that it was a great move. Yeah, but which, and I, I hate when people fall into this trap. But I can't help but think about Daniil Hunter, who was a similar player, yeah. similar type of player in college, who I was not high on, and he's obviously yeah. a freaking. That's his why he drafted high, monster. long and athletic. His tape yeah. wasn't great. No, Hunter's tape wasn't great at LSU. Which, you know? but man, it's been like tools. 
Go watch go watch the last five games of LSU's season. Caleb Vaughn was a monster yeah. against the run and the pass. So I wouldn't hate that. He's pick stronger at all. than he gets credit for. I know yeah. people knock him because he's two forty or whatever. He he, he looks like at, he like, looks like a tweener. But he but he handles the run okay. He does. I just. There's there's just a little bit more you want to see, and that's where I tell it with Kinlaw. I go, okay, I got what I. This, you know this where you get one here. Think, yeah. Seven seventeen feels a little rich, which I, I that I, feels like the beginning of his range to me, like, like sixteen to twenty five. It's I kind hope, of that chase on range. It feels I like to hope me. the Cowboys can find a way to bring Quinn back because it yes. just solves a lot of problems about mm-hmm. what you do about edge. Because I'm not. I was going to bring that up in the Senior Bowl. Dorn's time. They, I mean, first of all, that's the next guy. Up. Well, and exact, and and I don't like. I'm not. Where's Randy? Unless you hey. are, unless you're the Washington Redskins and you can draft Chase Young, I'm not feeling awesome about the edge rushers you know, in this oh, class. AJ no. Epinesa? You don't want some AJ Epinesa? In not there? really. I watched. I no watched Joshua Uche. I watched Yeter Gross Matos uh, the other day. I came away. I like yeah. him. I love him. I came away not impressed. Not not at 17. Tell you that. Not at no. 17. No. That's how I feel about every non-Chase Young guy. Basically. FNS, I would go, oh, okay. That'll work. Like, we're going to have two monsters that play the run great and get me eight to ten sacks. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I take they, that. You're, yeah. But you're talking about a guy, it, like, you know, Jerry Jones always calls it, like, Gumby. Like, that's not Gumby. Robert you know? Quinn is the well, Gumby. Well, we got new coaching yeah. staff. We may not be looking for Gumby anymore. I am Gumby. Everybody's <laughs> looking for Gumby. Thank you, Adam I am Murphy. Gumby, damn it. Well, everybody's looking for Gumby. All schemes want bendable pass rushers. Yeah, but that's no reason to, if you have one who's not like that, that's really good, be like, nah. I don't, I just, I mean, it's early. I have. Can I've, we get Randy Gregory back? I would love that. Let's just do that. Oh, may, hey, yeah. maybe they're going to talk about nice. substance rules at the owners' meetings. Maybe it's a new age. Maybe stop punishing players for mental health problems. Hey, guys, that? Oh, guys oh, right. final segment coming yeah, up. Yeah, we've, okay. we've got to get right. to the last guys. segment because this is going to be fun. Sorry about that. Plenty of options at 17. We've addressed that in Twitter on the 20. However, we're going to look three rounds deep. What do the Cowboys do if they attack a certain position in the first round when we return on the DallasCowboys.com draft show? I am Gumby. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. 
So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Dave, you look like you have something on your mind. No, I just, which, you know, shouts out to Bobby Belt, the stat god. He's always keeping us on our toes. But, what, two, it was two years ago, the Saints made a pretty significant trade up into the top ten to get Marcus Davenport out of Texas San Antonio. Oh, That's yeah. not big enough to count, though. They jumped halfway up the draft board. How does yeah, that I, thought you were looking for, I thought what? you were looking for jumps into the top. Like Maybe they okay. into the middle of the round with a pick that they knew was going to be at like twenty-eight to thirty the next year. What they get them? They, they drafted they fifteen or fourteen. They went or seventeen something, something like that. Like that. It was 14, fourteen. 15, it was twenty-seven 14. to fourteen. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty substantial no, jump. Bobby, they just gave up a first. Step your game up. They gave up a first <laughs> in the next draft. I'm just so yeah, like number thirty to get Chase Young. I still think you'd have to do more. Yeah, for sure. But crazier things have happened. Maybe have they? I mean, the Saints once gave up a whole know. draft for receivers. It's, it's a big maybe. It depends on what the package is to get Chase Young. Yeah, if back crazier things have mattered. actually happened. Back when running backs mattered, yeah, you're back right. Then, I, I, really I, I, I lean toward thinking it wouldn't happen. All right, so we talked about plenty of scenarios in that last segment, talking about what the Cowboys could do at pick 17. Now, Jeff, you've talked about three different scenarios with the first three rounds. So we're going all by threes here, first, second, third round. You got three scenarios, and we're going to choose either or between these guys. What's your first scenario? Yeah, see, anybody could just say, hey, who do you want in the first round? But to me, that's cheating. Absolutely. we got to follow this thing all the way down the trail through three rounds. So I'm going to give you three different options here. Behind door number one is the Cowboys at number 17 select Grant Delpit. Okay. LSU safety. Love it. They take him at 17. Awesome. At 51, yeah. you're going to make a pick that's just for me. Jordan Elliott. Defensive tackle, Mizzou. Okay. Okay. In the third round, senior bowl standout, Denzel Mims. We're taking a wide receiver in the third round. That's your first set. Okay. You can go Delpit, Elliott, Mims. I like Elliott a lot. D-tackle, receiver. Our second pick, our second set of picks here. First round, Cowboys take Javon Kinlaw. All right, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) I compensated for that with my next two picks. Their second pick is yeah. Ashton Davis, the Cal safety. Oh, I love Ashton Davis. Yeah, I'm a fan of him, too, personally. Their third-round pick is Troy Pride Jr. out of Notre Dame, the cornerback. Mm-hmm. Eh. Although, if I could just change my own rules of the game, I'd rather put Auburn's Noah Igbenogany. Igbenogany. You got it. I'd rather put him in there. Rhymes with mahogany. Instead? Uh, hey, you made this up. You can do whatever no, you want. I don't think anybody's seen him except me. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a. I'm You're go out he's on a not limb. gonna be I don't there. think he's gonna be there. Okay, not in third. Not in the third round. Okay, so Kinlaw Davis Pride, and your third grouping would be in the first round. The Cowboys take Christian Fulton out LSU corner. Oh, oh stop! Fulton's not seven, better. Not seventeen. Fulton's better than Gladney. 
Mm-hmm. You're going to beat those ones. You're going to eat that one. All right, we'll just that discuss that at a future. Do you think Fulton is better than Glenn? We'll have a cornerback Fulton fight coming up in three weeks on the draft <laughs> show. Second round, you take Bradley Anai, mm. Utah defensive end. He's good at the Senior Bowl. And in the third yeah. round, you take another Utah player, Leaky Fotu. I like my I like my Utah guys. Nose tackle. You get a nose tackle, an edge rusher, and a corner. All defense. Two of the three were all defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which so, group you like? S- spoiler alert. You know, we knew that we were doing this ahead of time. So I sat down. The two guys I hadn't seen were Elliot and Anai. Uh, love Jordan Elliott. Yeah. I told you that last night. He's fun to watch. That's my big man. Uh, Bradley and I, I was not impressed. I was kind of using what seems like he's getting a senior bowl bump. He definitely did. I was did. thinking no. like third round guy. He dominated the senior bowl. He had a hurry that led to Jalen Hurts throwing a pick. He had two they or three, three sacks. Two or three sacks Can in the game. Can we talk about the fact that he had 29 and a half career sacks, though? He, okay, everything. I mean, he uh, was a dominant player, and he only started three years. Here's the thing about Bradley and I, and I was guilty because at first I felt like Dave, and I was going, "This guy just doesn't have any juice." And then you watch a game go through it, play by play, and you go, "By the end of it, he's winning every time." He is mm-hmm. kind of the definition of a lunch pail guy because he is oh, you like. Don't say. He is kind of like, hey, I need to like win early with snap anticipation because I don't have the bend, the Gumby. I don't have the but burst. I'm looking for I, Gumby. He plays with good with pick. his hands and things like that. He does a good job of, of winning in the end. The traits are not there, and that's what makes him scary. And taking him in the second round at pick 51... I'm uncomfortable doing, and you but I do full. like the player, and I would take him in round three. He looks really good when he can get inside on the tackle and has a straighter path to the quarterback, yeah. which like so does everybody. I was about to say yeah. you can say that about any. He player. looks really not impressive when he has to get around or through the tackle. I watched him play USC, which they mm-hmm. have a left tackle by the name of Austin Jackson. A lot of people think he's going to go first round. I, I I wouldn't. I yeah, saw him getting yeah. his butt kicked for most of that. Yeah, tape. he's got a long way to go to be a first round player in my estimation. Okay, point being a but a draftable, a highly draftable left tackle. Good competition. I thought handled him pretty pretty well. And I, I mean, he looked good at the Senior Bowl. You got to take that into account. Played well in the game. Games matter. It, I just but fifty one. It's like at some point, what is your trait that that makes you kind of takes you over the top to be a second round player? Right. If it's not the burst and the speed around the edge, That's, it's not the length. I'm still looking for that at pick fifty one. Me too. Who's and the second round edge? Greenard maybe from Florida. Florida. Jonathan Greenard, if you want to go there. Oquara, Notre Dame. Oquara mm. is so tough because the way they they used him is weird. It, it, it's dude. There's a there's a drop off, and then it kind of picks up again. What about Curtis Weaver, Boise State? Where do you have him? I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Of I him. mean, it's same type of thing. Yeah, just not athletic enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm trusting another guy who just kind of wins kind of the same way. See, I just watched him run circles around people that were on bad football teams who were bad players, and he would just run around them. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't know how to translate that. Yeah. Yeah. If Weaver shows batting. up at the combine and runs a six eight three cone. Then I'm like, oh, wow, I'm way too low. Yeah. Move him up. Because now suddenly his athleticism works. So Anai is in that group with Christian Fulton and, and Leaky Fotu. Fotu, I like. Everyone liked Fotu, though, as the third round, like yeah. one technique. I mean, he's a I massive. Think, solid. think about what you had this year with Antoine Woods and when Antoine Woods was missing and how things hurt so much when Antoine Woods was out as a six foot guy. You know, Fotu's a six foot five, 330 pound dude. I mean, there's a big difference. He can take on double teams. I know he moves well. He's he not Vita well. Vea, but he moves well. He moves, Which, he moves well. Let's 
let's translate that over to the guy I really like, which Jordan is Elliott. Jordan Elliott. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a big cat yeah. who can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. He gives you more than Fotu does for sure. 6'4", 315. Yeah. Uh, plays one, plays three. Uh-huh. Mizzou had him playing some three, four in. Like he can go all over the line. Yeah. I was really impressed with his hands. Like he's just karate chopping people out of his way. I th- he 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 pressured the quarterback on like fifteen percent of his snaps this season. Which I mean, three four hundred snaps. That's a freaking. It's a lot of pressures. Yeah. Can he I? Has uh, five and a half career sacks though. Can I? Can I? I don't need him. I don't need him. I don't need him. I just want to be devil's advocate. That's the difference. Like there's like, well, you know what you're getting in a nine, and we're not comparing a nine and and Jordan Elliott. Like you know what you're getting when we watch a nine. When you watch Jordan Elliott, yeah, you don't always know what you're getting on snap to snap basis. True. When you watch him, sometimes you go, okay, why did he just get pushed back three yards? Like he just stood straight up, and then he fires off and he knifes through, and then you're like, okay, wow, okay, he's firing off, he's playing well. It's all about staying low, and technically that can be refined. He could be a player who's ascending. So that's what it's all about. Because I I see the same guy where it's like I don't see a guy that's great with his hands all the time Mm -hmm. I don't see a guy who plays with the right pad level and they still kind of can't stop him and he gives you some range too for a defensive tackle like Fotu is not going to make a lot of plays outside of his area I watched Elliot Elliot chase down a receiver screen yesterday like 10 yards down the field like the receiver had room to run and was able to accelerate and Elliot still caught him who does that remind you of? no group one who does that remind me of? I was thinking (laughs) D-Law yeah I can see that. Can I throw in a guy though, just like as an exemption, like say, hey, say something happened to Jordan Elliott. Okay. Say like he he got the uh, Javon Kinlaw knee tendonitis. Who are you throwing in? TCU defensive tackle Ross Blacklock. Have I like you, him have too. y'all seen him I've yet? Got him in the second round, yeah, I like him too. I have got seen him, him kind of him. in that same area too as another big man. I think we should keep our eyes on. He's, he's kind been of a, in the draft shows mentions for a little while. Quick, a Cowboys Twitter likes him. He's powerful kind of hands. He's kind of a three one. I think he's probably more of everything. a three, but they let him play the one a lot at TCU. So he's like he's kind of a combination at the defensive tackle that can do some of everything. Had an Achilles in 2018. Mm-hmm. I am a. I am uh, in the in the boat of uh, always being very skeptical of anyone who's had an Achilles injury. Red flag. Just fair. in general, when I see a person on the street who's got a bad Achilles, I'm Sorry, like, 88. he can't be on my pickup <laughs> basketball team. He can't jump anymore. You should anymore. go tell Richard Sherman that down in Miami, okay? Mm. I'm not telling him anything. Throwing shots. <laughs> uh, okay, but... So, so you guys are all picking one? Is that what you guys Give are doing? Give me group one with bells on. And, like, I don't, you know... Some people are going to be lower on Delpit. I think, you know, I don't, he might go in the 20s, like 17 could be too rich in somebody's he eyes. He might go 12. Don't have a good read on Elliott. And again, have fun sorting out these receivers. Yeah. But man, that's a fun group. And all three picks address a pretty big area of need, in my opinion. I, I have Kinlaw graded higher than Delpit. I do too. And I have Ashton Davis graded higher than Jordan Elliott. I do not. <laughs> I will take group two. Wow. Javon Kinlaw, Even Ashton Davis at safety. You think. Third round is too rich for pride, though. Yeah, I don't really. You're just settling for that because <laughs> the, the first two picks are so good, you can't deny works. it. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Denzel Mims, but I don't think that's something they would seriously do if Cobb is back. I guess mm-hmm. is the way I'm kind I think, of. Even though I like Christian Fulton, I just, group three is like a distant third for me. Well, and like like Dave said earlier, we saw these going into the show. We had already got a chance to kind of look at a couple of these guys, but. Uh, I, I initially, whenever Jeff you sent the text message, I said, "Oh, group two, I'm I'm sold on group two. But then I, as you were reading these out, this out, I went back to your one to ten scale, and I just wrote down what I would, how excited I would be for those specific players whenever they were would come across the draft board. 
I chose Group One just based off of my excitement. I really did. Even group though one originally is, Group One's a lot of fun, yeah. and that's why it won't happen. Like I might be but cheating like, when I throw receivers in there. The yeah, like receivers are fun and exciting, so yeah, we're gonna pick are. it because there's a receiver in there. I might need to ban receivers from but the even, from these scenarios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're. I mean, you'll take Denzel Mims over Troy Pride. Is yeah. what's happening here? Ken Law, yes. Ken Law and Ashton Davis start for this team right away. And that's yeah. that's exciting to think about. Yeah. I mean, Elliot and Delpit probably would say, too. But sure. I just I think those all we're doing is flipping the order of safety and D tackle. But there. those the guys in Group Two might be more ready made. Maybe if like, Ken Law's knee. Well, okay. Why you gotta <laughs> Why you kill the vibe, man? Just, just, well, just, Davis and has I think that's injury issues too. It, it, Davis missed the missed he did. the yeah, Senior Bowl he, because Davis, of a groin issue. Yeah. So they've both had some. No, what's up now? Yeah, Pal? no, that's fair. And and Davis could stand to put on about ten pounds of bulk. It's yeah. gonna be hard to do that with a bad with groin. A groin issue. I'm a broken record, but again, just the positioning in the draft order. No, they're not in the top ten, but this is as high as they've been picking in a while. This just for me underlines that there's gonna be good good players available at all their yeah. picks. Ah, oh, that's so exciting. I'm I gonna agree. have some starters. And that's why we're not trading up Should. either. We're just oh, gonna sit stop and take it. If the good Isaiah players. Simmons is there, KT at ten. Yeah, don't be a boys, KT. Be responsible. Let's just guys. do it. Let's let's get it done. All right, that's gonna do it for our fourth episode of the draft show yeah. here in 2020. We're already a month in. Wow. Which is funny. The combine coming up in February for Jeff Cavanaugh, for Kevin Turner, for David Hellman. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.